0: Hello, and welcome to Arizona Christian Theater Artists, a podcast dedicated to creating togetherness among Christians in the AZ theater scene. I'm your host, Brianna Fallon, and each episode we chat with local artists about their faith, their craft, or whatever else they feel like. We'll discuss ways to get you plugged into your theater community, tools on navigating the arts as a believer, and as always, an invitation to collaborate. This is episode three, and this week's guest is actor Abby
1: Yi. Okay. Alrighty.
0: Okay, welcome back to Arizona Christian Theater Artists. Today with me I have Abby Yee. Hi. And what I'm really excited about is uh, Abby helped me write Emmett's art project. I sure did. Yeah. And an it was kind of process. it was kind of cool how I just responded to like an Instagram post. Totally. That they had posted. Is that what
1: you did? Well, no. I actually found it on uh, Phoenix Stages, which Gil Benbrook runs. Yeah. Um, I'm subscribed to him because he did a review of one of the shows I was in, and I was like, I like this guy. Mm -hmm. So I subscribed to his website, and they put up an ad for, uh, like, Spotlight Youth needing people to write, and I was like, that sounds really fun. And you had already been brought on, I believe, and they just needed, like, more help in general, and I was like, I could be a writer, and Kenny just responded. He was like, okay. And I was like, okay, guess you don't need anything from me. Um, yeah, he was really... Yeah. So I, I had injured. responded to the
0: Instagram post, which I think Wintern in turn was posted on Phoenix Stages. Mm-hmm. And what was really surprising was... So, okay, just for clarification. Um, Spotlight Youth Theater, Youth Theater in Glendale, Arizona, they are... They wanted to... Make space for uh, artists of color, writers of color, actors of color, in response to which we
1: are all of the above, which Which is super fun. We check
0: all the boxes, and (laughs) so they had like really pushed to try to find people to make that team. And I saw the post and I responded to it. And what was really it's kind of startling to me because I kind of was like, hey, this looks cool. Like maybe I could write a couple scenes. No, oh, totally, yeah. Maybe I could, like, direct a couple scenes or, yeah. I don't know, maybe just stage manage. And in the first, like, 15 seconds of get Kenny giving me a call, Kenny Grossman, he's the artistic director. Yeah, wonderful guy. Yeah. He's just like, I want you to write this play. And... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I... Yeah.
0: And I was like, you didn't even know me? <laughs> like, honestly, I've never done anything like this before. And... My first instinct was oh, I'm if I say yes to this, I'm going to be like a fraud. Like he doesn't really know what my experience is. Yeah. Once I get into this, he's going to be like what was I thinking? And so I was afraid, but then I was like, you know what? Like God brings opportunities to you mm-hmm. and I don't I think even if that was the case, even if I was a fraud or you know, it was this was beyond what I was capable of doing. I don't think that would have been my fault, you know? Yeah. Like if I would have just said like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. And I terribly miserably failed. <laughs> and so I just, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say yes. And I know that God's grace is going to cover the rest. And I'm just going to keep going until someone tells me to stop. Right. And then I'm like, all right, you got me. Like, I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. And so we were talking about it and I told Kenny... I think it'd be really great if we brought someone else on and like someone like, it'd be really cool. Someone who was a little younger than me, you know, someone who was like willing to let me lead, uh, but also feels strong about their own convictions. And he's like, well, we had, we had someone reach out. Do you want me to like talk to her? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, she's a college student and she's really excited to help. And I'm like, she sounds perfect. And then, sure enough, we have our th- our first, like, <laughs> three, three-way three phone call. And I was like, she is perfect. <laughs> oh, thank you. That yeah. Is- <laughs> and so, yeah, does that kind of, like, reflect what it was like on your end? Getting into oh, my the gosh. Project?
1: Well, I felt the same way because <laughs> I had never truly, I mean, I've written things here and there. Right. Like, sure, like, you do some ramblings, you know, in your journal or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Or you, like, write a little monologue for yourself or what have you. But I had never written a full play. And I was, like, on the call with you guys, and I was like, okay, I'm probably going to, like, help out with some editing maybe, do a couple scenes, that'll be great. And then they were like, you're the co-writer? I was like, what? That's, that <laughs> like, doesn't no, sound... No, I need you to
0: write, like, at least one whole scene. <laughs> no, seriously,
1: I was like, that doesn't sound like my ability level. Are we, are we sure that's what we want from me? And um, I went through the whole process, like, they're going to find out. <laughs> If I've never done anything like this before. They're going to know. Um, <laughs> it's funny that now that I've done it, it's prepped me for different things in college um, because now I'm actually in a playwriting class and now I actually kind of know what nice. I'm doing. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, I wouldn't go that far to say as like I know what I'm doing, but I, there's things I definitely want to go back and be like, I didn't like what I wrote here. I'm going to change it. But, um, I feel like after yeah.
0: getting something under your belt, it feels a lot less, less intimidating.
1: Yes, that's so true. It um, it definitely starts to make you feel a little better about your work. Yeah, <laughs> especially once you've seen your work performed. Yeah, that's that was a big aspect of it. Is when I finally got to see people care about something that I had created, that we had created. I was like, this is. I I don't want to lose that feeling. That's wonderful. It mm-hmm. was it was impressive,
0: especially seeing such a talented group of young people. Yes. And and the two adults that were in the play,
1: mm-hmm.
0: man, they just, they gave such honor to our script.
1: Yeah. And they, they really, really kept our intent, which was lovely.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I got to, so I got to direct and, which I also wasn't anticipating. I was like, can I'll write it and someone else will direct it. Right,
1: right.
0: And, um, they, first off, such a goofy bunch of kids. Um, we laughed way too much for such a serious play. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Honestly, like towards the end, I was like, are we going to be able to get through the show without laughing? And definitely did. Those kids yeah. are just like, they were good, like way too talented. Yeah,
1: And I, you know, what surprised me was that I came on closing night because that was the only thing I could yeah. because
0: there's only three shows. Yeah. So it's not like,
1: that. well, and, and besides the fact I'm performing at the same time, mm-hmm. like I, w- I did, uh, I was doing wings by Arthur Kopit, which is basically like a 90 minute monologue. Oh. So that was fun. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty intense. Um, but your closing night was our closing night as well. But um, I was double cast, and so my closing night had already happened. Um, so I was able to come to this, and I saw them crying, and I was like, "Do they care about our work that much?" Like I was like, the "People care about this." Yeah. Um, it was received much better than I thought it would oh, be. Man. Honestly, I was terrified of I was so how nervous. people would respond to it. Like, especially after um, everything that's happened recently and just people either trying to educate themselves or trying to avoid educating themselves, I was so worried that people would just come after us for this one. Just like... Me too. Yeah. Throughout. I was prepared.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. It's like, I feel like we had such a similar experience, like, getting on board and then like how it's going to be received. After the first night and people were clapping and no one came up to me and said like, I hated your show. I was like, I think this is actually as good as I considered it was in my brain as we finished writing it. Yeah. Um, So just to just to give some context, Emmett's our project. It started off as being called Anti-Racist Kids, and it was well, I honestly, what some people might consider like, um, I don't know, like inhibiting. I really appreciated that Kenny came in with, like, kind of an outline of what he was looking for in his brain. And he was, like, saying, like, you know, we're going to... And this is... Honestly, this is the cool thing about hiring a playwright um, who will write a play for, like, around the same price or less than what you pay for royalties for, like, something from MTI or Rodgers and Hammerstein. Sure. Um, Is that he's, like... We want the cast to be about this big. Obviously, we wanted it to be around 10 because of COVID. And we want mostly young people. We want it to be about race. And um, what kind of instantly... Well, let me me just say what what the play is kind of about first. So the play is about kind of two groups of friends. They kind of represent like more liberal-minded people and more conservative-minded people the liberal, and and they're all teens. They're all teens, and so they're not only, like, liberal-minded, conservative-minded, but they kind of view at the point where they're just starting to come to their own identities and kind of viewing the political landscape through the lens either that their parents have mm-hmm. given them or they're just trying to veer away from, like, they're coming right. to the age where they're making those decisions on their own. And, um... So there's kind of two, two friend groups. And then we have Emmett, who's the title character who kind of participates in both of these groups and he's kind of like the best of both, both sides. And then we have Amira who's Emmett's best friend. She is, um, kind of living in that conservative mindset, but questioning some of Mm -hmm. the things that... People believe not just in her own community but things that people believe in the liberal-minded community as well and kind of seeing you know Emmett sees the good in both sides Amir is kind of seeing problems on both sides mm-hmm. and she's
1: kind of stepping back a little bit if yeah, like. yeah yeah
0: she was very and she starts off very afraid at the top of the show not wanting to cross any boundaries
1: just saying the right thing yeah, no statements of any kind really. right yeah
0: yeah avoiding no it all rising
1: statements also if I sniffle or cough a little bit I do not have COVID. Yeah. I'm just a little <laughs> bit allergic to cats. No COVID. Just so we're clear. Anyway, to back to that cats. thing. Um, no, yeah, I think it was very important that we showed how kids were raised to believe based on or like turning into what they actually believe. I think it was very interesting to see Amira actually going away from her parents in a more conservative direction at first mm-hmm. and being like, I don't, I don't think that what's happening over here is correct. And then people start to educate her. And she's like, okay, that makes yeah. a little more sense. Yeah. Um, and then it's funny that Emmett is actually probably the least in the show. Yeah. Out of anybody we have in the show. Yeah. Um, so he gets, yeah. he
0: actually, Emmett gets shot in the first, in the second scene. Yes. Of the show. Actually. Uh, third. Like, the third. The yeah, third
1: The third scene. Because <laughs> the second scene is that nightmare sequence that I forgot about. Yes. And then like got <laughs> terrified by when <laughs> I watched it. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a, if you ever see the show, you'll understand if you see the nightmare
1: sequence. It's a very jarring scene. It is. A triggering scene. But we don't, we don't show it. It's, it's pretty, yeah. I don't want to say tasteful, but it's, um. It, more tasteful than just, you know. Yeah, than shooting a kid on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it all happens off stage. Yeah. And the teacher comes in and tells the class what's happened and they all process it in their own way. Um. And that was kind of left up to the actors, which I I loved what happened with it. I loved how they each processed it in a different way, mm-hmm. and they um, each started developing their own opinions on the experience and kind of learning as they went. And then it's later revealed that uh, somebody in the church group—it's her uncle who shot Emmett—and that yeah. sparks another huge like yeah, issue like in the fallout. group. Yeah, because imagine that if your friend's uncle like yeah. shot your other friend, that would be unbelievably bad yeah but it was it was a very interesting piece to write yeah And i was very proud of it i so actually
0: like i consider it like one of like a really cool testimony because the first storyline that came to my brain as we were so what happened is like we abby and kenny and i scheduled another conversation and we t- we went away for a few days and we came up with some like plot Plot ideas. Yeah, some
1: little brainstorming sessions we had. Yeah.
0: Uh, and so then... we had so many plot ideas. Like, Kenny had, like, honestly, I really liked Kenny's idea, which was, like, about a lemonade stand
1: and print yeah. and people. We just
0: torched all
1: Kenny's yeah. ideas. Yeah. I feel so bad about that. Like, we were like, oh, yeah, this is really good. Oh, yeah, this is really good. And we took all of our ideas and combined them. And yes. we were like, yeah, Kenny's yours are good. Yeah. But some other time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I really, oh, man, it means so much to me that he gave us... So much like autonomy over, yeah, a lot of playing space, yeah, with this show. But the first, the first kind of plot that came to my mind was involving you know the church and involving because that's you know that's my experience, and Amira represents my
1: character a lot. And um, we created a character, yes, um, Ada, who is. Loosely based off me, we changed yeah. it uh, to fit the actress, but she did a great job of yeah. of being me. And I told her that, Jaylee yeah. Damasco, she's great. She's love yeah. her, so great.
0: Um, but yeah, this plot line came to my mind, and it was the the plot was more about like Amir's character, and it was something about like her in a speech and debate class, in and in it was called the Aunt Tyrese's Kids or something, and she had to write a speech. And decided to write it on the topic of race. And she was going to. um, Like. Share Jesus's heart. On the topic of race. And. I. When I had suggested it. Like. I could just feel. I could feel that it wasn't like a popular choice. Out of like what we had mm. listed. And. I went back. I'm like. What can I do to up the stakes? Because just giving a speech wasn't. And that's when I came right. up with. You know. Her best friend getting shot. And like. pretty high stakes yeah that shakes the whole community and suddenly what seemed like an outside experience like oh this is what people other people should do if something like this happens is now like on your front doorstep and you're having to face it and um i consider it such a huge testimony because i wrote so first off there's a whole scene that takes uh place in a bible study And they're sharing scriptures and talking about the heart of Jesus and the main character is a Christian. And, you know, there's a couple other Christians in the show of varying degrees. And I was just really nervous that people, it was going to be a turnoff and people were going to consider it like a religious play,
1: like, you know. Well, I mean, there was actually a point when Kenny said we had to dial it down with that because we're trying to appeal to a range of people here. And we did. We achieved that with the race aspect, but with the religion aspect, it wasn't as fluid because we're both Christian people, mm-hmm. and um, we had to kind of adapt to that. And it's still highly Christian based in that way, right? Um, but I wouldn't consider yeah. it like a like a religious play. No, it's not a religious play. It's just uh, it's an, it's very much an American play,
0: right? <laughs> like if you think it's... of like Diary of a Mad Black Woman, ah, uh, yes. Like Tyler Perry, obviously, you know, he's known for writing very faith-based productions but diary of a mad black woman i wouldn't consider like no, a religious
1: yeah. play there's just there's just aspects of religion in it yeah that it's about like, characters yeah. who have a faith sure but not only about them no yeah it's Ooh <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna keep sniffling yeah. throughout this entire thing sorry all you want um I just... It makes me feel like I have COVID and I don't. Um you don't. In Jesus' name, no COVID. <laughs> uh-uh, none of that. None of that. If he can get you to it, he can get you through yes. it. That's what they say. Um, <laughs> but, oof, I've lost my train of thought after that. After that little Southern outburst. <laughs> thank gonna... you, Grandma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, No, yeah. Here's what I was going to not. It's no God spell. Right. You know, it's yeah. not like we're all trying to preach a singular... Well, we are trying to preach a message, but it's not a christian message yeah i mean it's coming from christian people Mm -hmm. but it's a message for everybody and it's a message that can apply to everybody like educate yourself understand like about the people around you um learn about your community and understand that everybody has different experiences and that if you feel a certain way about something and someone disagrees with you talk about it right don't just like Treat people badly because they have an opposite opinion.
0: I think it made like I think the play really made the enemy complacency.
1: Yes, and that that's what as it should be. Yeah, Um, complacency is just the enemy of everything going on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, The election, uh, COVID, even, and just (laughs) race race based issues. Um, Yeah, if you're complacent in any of those things, it's. Kind of evil of you, if that right. makes sense. And yeah, that's just how I feel about that. <laughs> that probably came across in the play a little bit, yeah. I would imagine, because I wrote the uh, I wrote the protest scene, and it was pretty it was pretty strong. So I think people kind of got the so the gist of where sad. I was going with that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was I was really proud of that when I watched it happen. I was like, yes, just like sitting there like in my seat, like grabbing the arm rests, <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> Man. Very jazzed about it, but
0: you know, I was also so writing this man. I was afraid that like non-religious people were going to be turned off because mm. we talked about Jesus and we mentioned scripture, and you know, kind of the button of the show kind of em- like is emphatic on like love and grace and forgiveness. Um, but I was also really afraid that religious conservative people were going to hate it.
1: Yeah, well, I, that was my biggest concern yeah. right there. Yeah. people they'd be like you're using the word against like our beliefs which is not true yeah um and also the concepts of love grace and forgiveness are not just Christian concepts like those should be concepts that apply to everybody um and typically they do and that's why I think it translated so well was that we were preaching these concepts that are just good things that people should be applying themselves to anyway um maybe also <laughs> we didn't reach the crowd that we would have offended which I'm grateful for.
0: Yeah. And I also think like that there is like there is definitely in the church there're definitely a lot of people who are very misguided when it comes to race and religion and I think I I was hoping that it would be eye-opening and
1: inspiring
0: rather than condemning. It seemed that way
1: yeah I, I think people took it away uh pretty well yeah as far as I could tell i mean <laughs> i I only spoke to i spoke to a couple of people that day because I actually already knew uh the Gutenbergers.
0: oh <laughs> lovely nice. people
1: uh yeah brenda and I, uh ugh, I'm just I'm struggling today <laughs> Brenda Gutenberger was the hair and makeup designer for anything goes at theater works shout out theater works yeah. uh, <laughs> and um I would already known her and she was, she loved it. I mean, obviously, she knows Auggie. and like.
0: Yeah. Augie played Rashad. Yes. Which Rashad was, was a like, great
1: role for Auggie.
0: Yeah. I yeah. kind of actually wrote Rashad to be kind of like the yin to Emmett Yang. Like two men of color who are both strong in their convictions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Emmett uses Jesus as, you know, his strength. And um, Rashad. You know, uses social justice as his strength, and didn't really like paint either of them as bad people.
1: Right, because you can you can do those different things and still be a good person, or you can still be a bad person.
0: Um, that was my big thing: is yeah. that no characters are all good and no characters are all
1: bad. Yeah. Also, Although, I don't know the name of the kid who played Dallas, but he was hilarious. Oh my gosh, Christopher. Yes, Christopher Poulos. Yes, we didn't chat too often, but it was he was hilarious. He's like great, he. Epitomized like the uh, the white liberal, yes, like like doesn't have the, the experience. Yeah,
0: like I'm just gonna be here and I'm gonna support and I know my place.
1: Sorry, another brief pause because my entire body is acting up from allergies. <laughs> the drama in this episode is with the cat. Dander. So it's so dramatic. We're just <laughs> my body's rebelling against me. It doesn't want me to sound nice and crisp on this podcast. So yeah. I think I'm gonna
0: wrap up the EAP talk. Is there anything else you wanna add to it before we
1: move on? Uh well, it was a huge learning experience for everybody involved, I will say. Um and I think my biggest takeaway was that you can project this kind of message and people will support it. Um yeah. and yeah, yes. <laughs> it I think it was meant to happen very much, and that's the direction We were all kind of being pushed towards, and that when it did happen, it reached the right people. And yeah, it was just a fantastic experience all around, like (laughs) very non problematic.
0: I've never had less like complaints, yeah, in when being involved in a production before. The like all of this, all the students were drama free. Like working with Kenny was just a absolutely delight. Yeah. And working with you was awesome. Also, like, shout out to our uh, student liaisons,
1: our youth liaisons. Yes. They checked us because when I write, I tend to be a little too, uh, a little too, like, uh, cerebral? Yeah. I think that, that's a good word for it. It's very stream of consciousnessy. Yeah. When I write, and they were like, this is too wordy. We wouldn't say that. And yeah. I'm like, I am, like, two years older than you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we had youth liaisons. I think actually, okay, so we had Patrick Mullen, who actually played Emmett.
1: Which is awesome. We
0: had Faith Santos, and then we had Amaya Burkhart. And Amaya actually did costumes for the show. And I think Amaya's actually like 20.
1: Oh, look. Yeah, See, this look the is same like, age. This is what gets me is that, like, she had a completely different opinion of the show. And I'm over here, like, we're the same age. Yes. And I'm this disconnected from, like, yeah. my youth culture. <laughs> yeah. Not that upset about it, frankly. But it's <laughs> it was still very, like, oh, am I, like, mentally 40? Maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. They were just there to kind of, like, add in, like, more voices, you know, from, uh, like, different backgrounds. And, like, if we made anything sound too, like, inauthentic to young people. Because all the cast was young people outside of the two people who played adults kind of like a spring awakening deal like yeah. we have like the two adults kind of yeah. playing all the adults in the show and they were they just kind of like they read the script and they gave us feedback and they they wrote a few lines themselves we're really grateful for them so you know if you want to produce and it's our project let us know please do because we'd love to see it again yeah it would be yeah. that would be a dream come true if some of the places did it it's a little there's a, like I said in previous podcasts there's a few swear words in it I'm, I, you know, I'm kind of passionate about them, but they're negotiable <laughs> for, like, high school settings, If you are not allowed to say the swear words. They're not too bad. Yeah. They're just, like, S-H-I-T word. <laughs> what else?
1: The D word. Uh, yeah, just a couple, like, it. lighter ones. Also, have a diverse cast. I do not want to see oh, a fully white cast yeah. do this show. I I am firm about that. That's I've seen the it all white production, of King and I, and that just deeply upset me for the rest of my life. I don't do that that's the whole point of the show do not whiten our show there's enough white people in it already just yeah there's there's
0: I think there's five white people all together and then the other seven are various people of color right and
1: it's that's very doable I think yeah I mean
0: Actually, I don't think you can do it without a non-diverse cast. You really
1: can't. I mean, well,
0: <laughs> a sure lot of them, try, Yeah, right. A lot but... of them talk about their own experience. Yes, at the end. Being yes. their own race. And yeah, so that's, you know, something to keep in mind. It's not impossible to find talented young people of color out yes. there. Yes, there's so they many. There's so many who want work, so. Including me. Hire me, please. Yes, yeah, please. Hire, hire us, please. <laughs>
1: Give me work, work,
0: please. <laughs> We're really talented. We wrote a whole play
1: and... I'm also an actor. Yeah. <laughs> and a barista. That's my favorite thing on my resume is that it says, actor, playwright, barista. They're
0: like, I will play a great character and make you a great cup of coffee. I do
1: make a great dirty chai.
0: And it's a, it's pretty actors impressive. need
1: that. Yes, they do. All right. Well, that so that was
0: working on the show. I wanted to just take some time to talk about that. But obviously, yeah. I want to take some time to get to know you and... Little old me. Yeah, I wanted to talk about community today, which is honestly a topic that I love, so I'm glad that you kind of mentioned that. So, you go to GCU?
1: I do. Grand Canyon University, for those of you who don't know your acronyms.
0: Yeah. Very, like, I hear just a wonderful place. Bertha actually went there. Actually, she said that she was one of, like, in one of the first, like, theater programs that they started offering. I think she was, like, the second... Interesting. Like, the second... uh, like group of
1: wow well i do know that at one point they had to uh shut it down and then they brought it back um our dean of fine arts claude pentis kind of just revived the program mm-hmm. and yeah it was brought back pretty pretty well and we're doing great <laughs> but yeah gcu is a great place
0: yeah and so well with regards to community um you know that community is such a big part of God's heart Mm -hmm. and it's a big part of church and it's a big part of theater. And I think it's like such a cool intersection of, I mean, honestly, I think community is like the foundation of life. It is. It absolutely is. We're community, like having community with, with, you know, father, son, Holy spirit, having community with other believers, having community with other humans on the planet, you know, near and far. So do you want to like, Well, first off, I mean, I just kind of did it, but what is community? What is, well, let me backtrack. First, my first question was, what does theater mean to you?
1: Oh, here we go. And then
0: we can talk about, like, what does community mean to you, especially in the setting at GCU? So
1: what is is theater to you? Well, uh, buckle up, folks. Uh, (laughs) Theater means a lot to me, really. It's, um... I've kind of been around it my whole life. My parents did it before I was born. That's how they even they met in the first place. What? Yeah. No, like my parents were performers. Um I didn't know that Yeah. Like I've been around it my entire life. Um, all their friends were performers. So when I met these people when I was younger, they were very like big personalities and I was like, What's going on? Um, they raised me watching musicals, mostly Cats and Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Called oh, Andrew and Lloyd Weber. <laughs> yeah, I developed taste later. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I still like cats and Joseph. Like, I, I still cling Joseph. on to them. like it's a, it's a great musical. If you haven't listened to it, you should check it out. It's very fun. Um, but I, they're they're for just a very specific group of people, I feel. Um, but theater has been many things to me as I have grown up. Um, it's been a safe space. It's been a place for me to create. It's been something for me to escape in. And sometimes it's been an unhealthy thing, I would say. Um, Lately, it's been more of a career and something for me to create and something that God wants me to do because I finally kind of stumbled into that. Like, okay, I am in the right place. But there was definitely a period of time where it was just an unhealthy, like, I'm hiding in this and I'm not facing my actual problems. I'm just hiding in characters and Mm -hmm. being somebody else all the time which is an issue with acting because you're never really sure if you're yourself, (laughs) which is a terrifying concept. Um, You get it like covering up in real life too. Yes.
0: You're like, yeah, I'm fine with that. That's totally fine. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds great. And you're like, I'm dying on the inside. Absolutely. It's,
1: (laughs) I, I'm definitely a character of myself. Like I'm pretty sure me in private is completely different from like the me that I put on for the world. Mm -hmm. This is not real. <laughs> this is fake, uh, but it's it's seriously a, a complicated process. Of theater is, um, but once I finally kind of learned how to sit in it and find where I needed to create and improve, I it's been everything for me. Yeah, <laughs> I love theater very much.
0: Do you think like Jesus showed up at all in that process? Oh my so. gosh, yes, it,
1: <laughs> everywhere. It's um, when I was angsty and young. I'm still young. When I was, when I was angsty, I'm still angsty. (laughs) A few years ago when I was in high school and I was still doing theater, um, there were definitely moments when I just kind of would turn away and not listen. And God would find a way to kind of just snap me back. And that was usually by taking away theater. Honestly, it was usually like, "Oh well, you didn't get the role you wanted. Guess you should pay more attention." I'm like, "Oh no, I didn't. Did I?" And it's, it was always very much like I, I'm the kind of person that needs like an obvious slap to the face in order to fix my mistakes, um, which is not great. But <laughs> it's uh, in terms of like my emotions. If I make like a mistake on the job, I'm like, "I'm so sorry, I spilled this water. I am so sorry." But then if it's like a personal thing, it takes a big, like neon flashing sign for me to be like okay i need to rethink this get in deeper with god and just kind of revisit everything but i love that uh, god is
0: like does what does what we need yes
1: he's so like individualistic
0: in that sense Mm -hmm. i agree you know like for you like for that's like one thing for you and then you know for me mine's my mind is always like complacency and like just feeling like where oh, that's fine like this is fine like I don't have to you know push in deeper and you know God has to like remind me he's like you know you can settle for this thing that's okay or you can you know push deeper and see what else I have for you
1: right so. yeah it's it's very much that I'm the relationship with God is very personal like even if I am in a community at church, it's, (laughs) I don't fully share what I'm going through, which is an interesting concept when we're talking about community. Um, It's just because I, my relationship with God is so personal and I've found so many answers, just myself, like being, being with God myself and not having other people intervene, I suppose.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, I think we should come to a lot of, Not all, but I think we should come to a lot of our conclusions that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously there's times when I'm going to need like outside help as well, but it's... Like sharpening. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I don't think every single idea has to always come from the church or come from a preacher. Yeah, totally. So what is, so tell us like,
1: what what is your community like at GCU? Oh, it's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everybody is supporting each other always. Um, Most of us are friends. We just all spend a lot of time together, which is nice for COVID because we pretty much only spend time with each other. And that's about it. So, like, if one of us gets sick, we all go down. But at <laughs> the same time, we're not doing anything, like, without each other. Yeah. For one, like, yeah. It's everybody's supporting each other and trying to make each other better. And we're always in the business of, like, raising each other up. Um, if one of us is down, a lot of us... <laughs> How do I put this? A lot of us feed off of each other's energy. So if one of us is down, it's very apparent. And the rest of us will spend the rest of the night like trying to Aww. uplift somebody. It's it's definitely something that happens a lot. Um, but we have a great community. There's a lot of opportunities as well. Um, and everybody just kind of does their part to try to keep it like a healthy community, which is what I like.
0: I, I was, I'm curious as, so I went to a community college for my, I got my AA in theater and it, I mean, it sounds similar in a way in the fact that like, you know, we were like kind of inseparable a little bit, but I wonder, I'm curious in like a Christian setting where, you know, many, many people are of the Christian faith. If you still experience, or I mean, you probably do, but like, what is the experience like like the cattiness and the Uh like, you know, it's doggy dog, like getting the role, like that person shouldn't have gotten that role. I should have gotten it.
1: Theater is is always so like that, which is so unfortunate, but um, I have experienced at GCU that it is less like that, uh, which is wonderful because we all just have this understanding that we're there to learn and, uh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, We're all there to learn, and we know that, and we understand that if I don't get this role, it's not because I'm not talented, it's because it's not my time for it. I didn't fit this vision. I don't have, like, this one quality, maybe. It's, a lot of us have a very mature understanding of, like, this is not meant to happen at this time. And that's part of uh, what comes into it, as most of us being Christians, is that we realize, like, okay, God's plan for me is to do something else. Um, whereas in a more secular situation, someone gets a role that you wanted, I wanted this role, they don't deserve it, here's why, I'm better, here's why, like, you're not sitting and realizing, maybe this wasn't for you, and here's why. Um, and that's, I think that's the biggest part about, um, theater at GCU, is that we all support each other, even if something disappointing happens to one of us, we still, realize that maybe that wasn't the right thing to happen
0: right yeah yeah I would say like even if you know because you know man has free will or at least (laughs) I I am a part of a Christian community that believes that man has free will and I'm like maybe that person who is in charge of casting wasn't walking in their identity that day Maybe they were, you know, listening to the wrong voice and maybe they weren't following like maybe the Lord was like convicting them to cast a certain person, they didn't. So I'm like, there's definitely a chance that they're like God did want that part for you and another person like kind yeah. of came in between that. Well yeah, but, human error
1: is a huge part of this, yeah. like theater.
0: <laughs> but I also think like I, I have this like this kind of agreement with God that like even if the worst thing does happen and even if the worst thing is true that he is still good and there's still grace because, you know, people always say things like, you know, you're going to get the part. You're going to be great. You're going to do it. They're going to love you. You're going to be perfect. You're going to be flawless. We love you. And I think they think that that's like being helpful. It's not helpful. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe for some people it is. But for me, I'm just like, you know, I would rather hear, like, I think you're going to do great and I'm confident in you. Right. But even if the worst happens, like, even if you totally fail, even if you don't get the part, like God, God is still good. Yeah. And we're going to and and even if someone else wasn't walking in their identity and it affected you, yeah. God has something else for you. God does not like, "Oh, that was the one opportunity I was giving you." Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> it's it's definitely good to hear like it's okay to yeah. not get this role and um we've been pretty good about that as well. I mean, yeah, I do have like people in my life who will be like, "You're you're going to kill it. You've got this." And I'm like, "Do I <laughs> Do yeah, I got no. this? It's, it's very much like, they may believe in me a little bit more than I do, but at the same time, I'm like, you don't know that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it still hurts though. You know, it does. But,
1: but I've had like ever since I really got bummed about like one show, I realized like there's nothing I can do about it now. You know, yeah. it's it's. And there's so many yeah. other shows. That's like yeah. people.
0: I was like, listen, you're twelve. Like, this the is show really will cool. happen again.
1: I know you. It will love be performed again. High
0: school again. musical, but like it's gonna happen again, and eventually you're probably gonna be like, "What was I thinking? Why did I like that movie, a musical, so much?" And like, ah. there's gonna is be there something other...
1: wrong with high school musical.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i played the fifth.
1: I have to go. <laughs>
0: uh, but all right, well that's that's really cool. Um, I want to know. I'm looking at my questions here. <laughs> um, okay, here's a good question. Uh what do you think are some important things actors should do to create effective um an effective and positive community well
1: Don't gossip about other people. I'm just gonna repeat that one more time so everyone can hear me. Don't gossip about other people. It's awful. No one likes it. Um I think the biggest thing that has always happened even at GCU, is there, there will be, be gossip. gossip. Yeah. And there I mean... be gossip. <laughs> Ooh, people talk. Sure. sure. And sometimes it's positive. Sometimes it's people saying, this person's just so talented. Maybe they're underrated. Maybe they're not, whatever. But if you gossip about somebody, you are just instantly setting a trap for yourself. They're going to find out. Yeah. Like, it's even like if you poison. keep it... Yes, it is. It's, 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 it's not bad. nice. It yeah. doesn't help anybody. If you are worried about somebody, tell them. Don't tell somebody else. Tell them. <laughs>
0: or just keep it in your brain.
1: Or <laughs> yeah, just don't say anything. <laughs> I mean like That's also helpful.
0: Honor your boundaries and like, you know, talk talk about the things you're struggling with. But like if, yeah. if you're too
1: afraid to say it, then don't don't say anything Yeah. About. If you're frustrated with somebody or something, you can vent that. But don't turn it into like a slander situation. You know, it's just not wise. I that so much. It is. I do too. So to this is this is just me repeating this for myself but when like, I watch it later. Remember when I watch this later? Stop gossiping, Abby. This is from past it's Abby. Addicting. Don't be rude. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, it's that's a big thing for me. I think. Uh, I feel like I have like a serotonin release when someone's like
0: someone's like you know that person. I don't like when they do this. I'm like.
1: Me too. I also do Do not
0: not like that. that. And let me tell you all the other stuff that I do not like. Yes, and it
1: builds and it's very unfortunate. Yeah. Because you're feeling like, oh, we were late on this thing and and let's just keep, like, building this thing that we both feel. I mean, in fairness, there are times when you're like, I don't like this person and I feel like I'm the only one who doesn't. And then someone else says something and you're like, yes, I knew it. But you shouldn't, like build off of that you know I think there's
0: a difference between like hey I'm like I need I need to talk because I'm stressed out and there's a difference between, like, did you hear Ugh. that so-and-so, like, auditioned
1: for that show, and she, like, fell? Yeah, I just like, got a pit in my stomach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I said, did you hear? Did you know? Did you, did did you know? know? I'm like, no, I did not. I don't want to know about it either. Um, no, yeah, I mean, venting your frustration is a completely different thing, but at the same time, you still want to keep it, like, keep a lid on it you a little bit. It's important,
0: like, who you say
1: it to. Very true. Yeah, yeah. loose lips, sink ships, friends. Uh <laughs> Did you hear that, Future Abby? I'm kidding. I... <laughs> it's just, yeah, gossip's like a huge thing that I'm like, I encourage people not to do, and I'm still at fault. Like I still do it sometimes. Sorry, I'm just like feeling my allergy neck. Uh, um, I still do it sometimes, and it's not okay, and I know that. But in this, in the moment, I'm like, ah, we relate on this thing. Let's talk about it. Um, but I always try to make amends. For it, like, like even if a person doesn't know that I've said something, I'm like, I'm sorry that I've been behaving this way towards you. Wow, that takes strength. It's it does, because um, I also have anxiety, oh. <laughs> and so and so I'll be talking to somebody, and I'm like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. It's just gonna come out, and it'll be fine, and I will tell them that I'm sorry, and they may hate me, and that's fine, and they never do because you're apologizing for being yeah. an awful person.
0: Yeah, I always do it over text. I know that that kind of sounds cowardly, but... Well, I mean, I, I sometimes can, do it over text. I can, like, more accurately, like, describe what I'm talking yeah,
1: about. Yeah, I, I understand that. I My mouth does not keep up with my brain. Like, if I'm typing something, it all comes out great. It's very eloquent. It's very, like, well thought out. I've, I've had a great time here. And then... When I'm talking out loud, I'm like, I'm sorry that I was bad, and that's it. Like it, it doesn't have like even right now. I'm stumbling over my words because it doesn't keep up with my brain, but my fingers do. So when I'm typing, I'm like, I've got all these things to say, and here's what I feel, and yeah, it's. It applies to my writing too. <laughs> yeah,
0: beautiful writing,
1: by the way. Oh my God! Thank you.
0: I do my best. You think goes into making a positive, effective community for
1: actors more specifically? Yes. Um, Encouraging healthy behavior, I think, is a big thing because a lot of us as actors, we will end up facing something that we don't enjoy, like, role-wise, or not even that we don't enjoy, but just, like, something difficult. And we turn to comfort, especially when we're stressed. We turn to comfort. And some people do comfort in a very destructive way. And I think it's important... Not to encourage that. I've certainly done unhealthy, comforting things, but I know that it's not good. I don't do it often, you know? It's smart to just make sure that your friends are doing okay. Always check on your friends, guys. Like, even if they get annoyed by you asking, like, how's your day? How are you? Still ask. I mean, you don't want to be like a super annoying person and be like, every hour, like, how's your day going, friend? But it's still important to check on your friends because you don't know what they're going through. They may not be an open book. They may be hiding like something that they're feeling really deep. Check on your friends. That's a huge thing for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so like what I'm hearing is like not being a what's the what's the word for like when someone is like doing something destructive and you're just like helping them. It's know? complacency.
1: <laughs> It's like, what's the word, like,
0: I don't know why the word inhibitor is
1: coming to mind, but don't be a... Enabler. Enabler. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm hearing. Don't enable. Um, well, especially if it's something that you know is just going to wreck them later. Like, don't let them do it. It's not wise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting bumpy. I'm getting all bumpy on my face. I just, you know, sometimes you just wish that you weren't born a certain way. As I do, currently. <laughs> About the cats. I'm also lactose intolerant. That's something I regret oh. deeply. I miss cheese. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've, I don't have any allergies. I'm,
1: you lucky so duck. i boring. I have a lot of them. I sit on grass and I instantly get itchy. Oh. Which is great for outdoor performances. Oh, no. <laughs> I always bring, like, a trash bag with you to lay on. Yeah, my friends have, like, picnic blankets and it's just just, just so helpful. helpful. So we kind of, we kind of we talked,
0: talked about, about this and see if there's anything else you want to add. Is like kind you know, of on the flip, flip side, like
1: are I there mean, any pitfalls like pitfalls? Well,
0: that... I, think, I that think that really was movies. my biggest thing was yeah, gossip, gossip is
1: a huge pitfall in the theater community. Another one is casting white people in roles for people who are not white. <sighs> As That's I said, I side. have seen an entirely white production of King and I. I, a moment of silence for that production um there are
0: so many productions that are totally fine to do with all
1: white people, yes, because they're written that way. You have so many options <laughs> you have selections you've got you've got sound of music, and that's all I can think of right now, but sound of music <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> you have sound of music, all right, take sound of music and be happy, just just keep it. Um, I've also heard of like all white productions of once on this island. Yeah, that's
1: just not right. And that just breaks my heart. Yeah. At least there's no all white color purple that we know of. I I would be I know, I so upset. Is like, that even legal? Apparently the whole show it is. is about There's no rules against it, but... <laughs> but that would be silly of you. I I think that is actually genuinely it is a pitfall in the theater community because people think, "Oh, well, we don't have the diversity for that. Yes, you do. You just got to dig. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big, like, a big
0: topic right
1: now is, like,
0: we want to do, like, we have the audition. We posted it. Not enough people of color auditioned. And to, you know, to those people who are saying that, like, that doesn't mean that you can just stop. And it doesn't, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like, uh, like, what's the... Oh my gosh! What's the communism? communism? No, not communism.
1: Oh my gosh, what is it? Capitalism. Capitalism. That is two very different things.
0: Yes, It's like the opposite thing. No, but like, the, like, kind of like the foundation of capitalism is like you fail if you don't, like you sink if you don't continue to get people what they want. Yeah, and it's like if you tried once, awesome. You tried twice, awesome. And if you stop there. Your actions are saying that you do not care enough to continue. And I promise you that there are so many people of color out there. And maybe we haven't created an environment yet that is welcoming the theater community to invite these young people and start them young to get into the theater. Um, and that's on all of us. But if you continue to work, you will eventually you'll get creative. You'll yeah. get more creative than just making a Facebook group post about, hey, we need people of color, and then just stopping there, and that's all you do. Um, there's so many more things you can do, and if you don't know anything, yeah. like, ask somebody. Yeah, like, there's there's hey, always and actors. And pay them for their time, and, yeah. you know, I, and, and also, like, like, don't just say, like, Hey, we need to have like some black people because you know hashtag diversity. Yeah, that's like,
1: that is not enough.
0: Yeah. Hey, people. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. Make space. And pay them the
1: same amount. Yes.
0: yes. And I guarantee you, like, it will happen. Yeah. Even even casting Emmett's our project was kind of was kind of tough. Yeah.
1: I I mean I wasn't there for the casting process because you know I've got like I'm a student. Yeah. Um, but. I remember you talking about the fact that there were not enough people at first and you had to reach out and find them, but you found them because there's people out there who are going to do it. And um, another benefit of hiring yeah.
0: playwrights rather than just, you know, getting rights to Annie for the 15th time, um, is that I could adjust it. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Like, like for instance, Annie's character. It yeah. yep. doesn't
1: need to be Chinese American, just yeah. a nice blanket Asian American, which covers a lot of ethnicities yeah
0: yeah so jaylee jaylee didn't identify as chinese and she didn't feel comfortable doing that and so we let her
1: change the part which Um, i'm so glad she did instead of attempting to do something that she's not familiar with because that's just it's not genuine yeah and that's a huge part of it
0: what we're trying to get at is hire us to write a play for you and And i also act yeah Um, i
1: hi i'm an actor i i'm an irene ryan nominee (laughs)
0: yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm in the presence of royalty.
1: <laughs> I just submitted my tapes today, and I'm shaking. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, yes. so that's, we'll see what happens with that. Nominees. But, you know, it's It's, it's on, online this year. I was it's. an
0: Irene nominee
1: back in the day. See, yeah, look at us. I you can, We nominees. could act, we can write, I can also make coffee. Yeah,
0: yeah coffee, it's important. I can direct. I can kind I'm of choreograph. I can direct
1: 10-Minute uh, 1X. That's
0: what yeah. uh, <laughs> if you can do one x, you can do regular plays. So, <laughs> Everything isn't as complicated as people yeah. think it to be. Anyways,
1: we're getting kind of off topic here. <laughs> That's what I do. Um,
0: okay, okay so, so I guess we're kind of like kind of getting, kind of of getting to the bottom, bottom of these questions. questions. Wow! But so, so I guess up. I know we're having such a good time. Yeah.
1: Outside okay. of the.
0: Horrific Outside of pander reaction.
1: Outside of the bumps. Slowly crawling up my face. Um, she She's such a good sport. Thank you for hanging in there. I'm good. So, good. you, you want to tell us like, a little bit more about like, where you feel like God's leading you? Oh, absolutely. It's funny because it was only a few days ago that I really landed on something and, and it just really just rang out to me. Um, I was in the middle of class. And I was sitting there and all of a sudden I was like, grad school, like nothing else in my head, just grad school. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to look it up. And I made a list of grad schools that I wanted to apply to for an MFA in acting, possibly a double in playwriting. Do not quote me on that. I get lazy sometimes, but um, (laughs) I do love me some playwriting.
0: (laughs) I was like one of her first projects.
1: I wrote with her. But yeah, I made a list of colleges that I'd like to go to for grad school and um, see if I can get my master's and really be a professional actor. I mean, well, it takes at least 10 years to master a profession, but it's still like to get onto that path and kind of have that, that edge, which is something that I think is so important, because even if you do go to college and get a theater degree, there's still things you have to learn. I'm always learning, and I always want to learn more. I, I thought I hated school for a long time, and then I realized I love school, just not the things I don't like which is yeah. almost everything. Yeah. But
0: like for me it was science. <laughs> math.
1: I'm not a stereotype.
0: <laughs> I don't know if we ever stated
1: I'm I'm Chinese American and I'm bad at math. Surprise. This episode is sponsored by <laughs> This episode is sponsored by I can't think of anything either. That's <laughs> It's almost Lunar New Year. That's it. It's it's almost Lunar New Year. February 12th. Well, I mean It's not one day. It's technically going on right now, but... Anyway. So you want
0: to go on the path of becoming a professional actor?
1: Yes, I... Absolutely. I would love to do this for a living because I realized recently... I have an abysmal schedule where I will go from classes to work to theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah and it's exhausting but when i get to rehearsals i'm like okay i'm acting now i'm not working yeah so i realized in my head that even though i am technically working two jobs the second one doesn't feel like a job it just feels like something fun that i'm doing with my friends like i love acting so much and i've never not loved it there's videos of me as a child like Dressing up as Disney princesses and dancing around and singing at the top of my lungs. I I love love to perform, people. And I'm a performative person, if you (laughs) couldn't tell already. Um, And then playwriting was also just something that I discovered that I was like, yeah, this is a great way for me to channel this. (laughs) There's a lot going on in there. And uh, not all of it is helpful. And that helps with playwriting. Because with acting, you have a limited bandwidth of like, this is this is my character, here's my range, this is what I can do. With playwriting, it's like, you can literally write about anything you want. It can be as weird as you'd like it to be.
0: Make as much sense
1: or not sense as you want. I I literally just wrote a piece for class about um, a circus ringmaster who thinks everybody who comes in to interview for her job is his dead wife. If anyone steals this idea, I will come for you. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's like... (laughs) It, it was a very, very random idea. Like I don't even know like where that inspiration came I mean, from. My interest is peaked. I mean, I'd read it. <laughs> you want to read my? Yeah. My <laughs> it was a uh, it was a very like free writing thing for class, and I was just like, yeah, this will be fun. I don't know where where things like that come from. I just get these random ideas and write them down in the middle of the day, and then build off of it later. And that's just that is playwriting. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like
0: that's that's like what that's what a writer is. Like yeah. like you have the heart of a. If, if you're, you're writing, writing down random things, things you have, have throughout the day yeah, yeah. And also, like if you're listening if you if you just like write down random thoughts that you have chances are you're probably some kind of storyteller what i was going to ask was is there like any type of like any specific type of like acting you want to do like do you see yourself because honestly i love community theater mm. i don't know if i would be a good fit for like regional or professional theater maybe um sure. but, or like like, I don't know, I did this other job, like, where I, like, toured and, like, did children's stuff. Like, do you, do you see yourself, like, in any specific offshoot or vein of acting or just, like, I want it all?
1: I'd love me some professional acting. I'd love to get paid for my work. I mean, yeah. I've already done, like, one thing here where I did get paid, and that was great. But that was a community level, and I do want to move to a professional level and be held to that standard. Yeah. Um, I've always been a high standard person and I want people to see me in that way. If that makes sense. Um, regional would be very acceptable. I'd love to tour. I'd love to be professional. I'd even do film. If the opportunity arose, I'd do voice acting too. Normally when I am not, uh, entirely stuffed, I do have quite an interesting voice acting voice. Can you hear it? Anyone, anyone out there who, uh, (laughs) needs a voice actress? (laughs) You're hired. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm very open. I, at one point, I was very... waiting. Yes, the world is my oyster. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) At one point, I was very close-minded, and I was very like, I'm going to do musical theater, and that Mm. is it. That was not it. So much more. There's so... Yes. I mean, I think the thing is that, in my head, just straight plays were just Shakespeare, Mm. which, yes, it is. Every... (laughs) Straight plays are just variants of Shakespeare. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I do. I do actually really enjoy straight plays, and now that I've really gotten into it, I realize I might be better at that than uh, the singing and dancing gig, and I'm more confident in it. That's for sure. Yeah, but that's yeah. It's <laughs> exciting. It is exciting. I'm. I'm not graduating just yet. I've still got a year. Um, but I'm looking ahead, especially in these times of of craziness and job openings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I, I'd i i like to maybe go back to
1: school and get my bachelor's someday. Yeah. And I save up a it's little bit. It's a great bit. experience. Well yeah, GCU is a good price, I'll tell you what. Yes, I've looked into it.
0: <laughs> I've looked into it. But you know one thing I do like about GCU and I figured this out is that they they take more credit from community college than ASU does. Oh interesting. I did and, not know that. Yeah, I learned that in the which to call it process
1: the yeah. meeting with the oh yeah like the application advisor yeah
0: so I mean I think I have just one more question yeah and then we'll you know get your contact info um what advice would you have for Christian performers just starting out
1: I'm gonna talk to the camera for this one yeah that's alright with please. you please hi it's me Abby <laughs> I'm 20 years old I've been performing since I was a child and keep that bible just right in front of your face because lord knows you're going to need it um people are going to challenge you and people are going to drag you down but people are also going to do quite the opposite and teach you things that you wish you had known years before um keep your mind and your heart open to new opinions to new experiences and um Always keep God in your mind and listen to what he has to say to you because if you don't, <laughs> you're in for a world of hurt. Yeah, I mean, if I had listened a little better, I would probably be further along than I am now. And I don't regret the experiences I've had because I've learned so much. You learn a lot from your mistakes. <laughs> um, But I just, I just know that I am where I'm at. Because of God, and <laughs> there's there's no other reason to credit like anything else. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I came up with that on the spot. I Did love you like it? <laughs> no, Isn't but nice? it's it's serious. It's being a young performer who is a Christian in a secular world is extremely difficult, especially when you're so easily influenced. Like a couple years before, yeah, being around my age, like. It's extremely hard, and you need a good community. It, community it is the, community. the buzzword for this episode. Um, you find a community, get rooted in the word, get rooted in church. Do what you can to keep everything in front of you that you need to succeed. Really, that's that's the big thing of it.
0: I think I think community plays a huge part in it because you are like, especially if you're just going into a secular organization or, uh, a secular community, I kind of see myself as a part of the local Arizona theater community. And as a believer, you have a lot of unpopular opinions and I'm not just talking about polit- politics are just something completely different, but, um, Oftentimes I find myself like in rooms full of people who are all strongly agree on one thing and I'm Mm -hmm. kind of the odd man out and Without having another Christian community to keep you strong You know it like Those lines start to blur. Yes. I've also learned so much from the theater community and like non-religious community and I carry that with me back to my church community. And I was, and I I learned so much about race and, um, I feel so inspired by the fervor that the theater community has to honor people's race, race and identity. Um, and so I don't want to just like paint the theater community as like, you know, a den of heathens (laughs) yeah, because they're beautiful and they're wonderful. However, they, they, they don't keep God's heart and Jesus's heart. Um, as their top priority, and that can be, like you said, like you have to keep that community and you know keep that your number one because it's so easy to fall back and make it very easy to fall back
1: and, Wait, yeah. yeah, and kind of make theater your God, yeah. which is something that a lot of us do, unfortunately. and you love it so much. yeah, it's, like... it's it's so gratifying, but then you realize that the reason you're there at all, yeah is because of God.
0: There's a space
1: and, yeah. to love both. There very much is. And there's a space to receive opinions that aren't yours. Mm-hmm. Um that that come from secular people. Yeah. Uh yeah. It's it's all on how you handle it, really.
0: Non religious people, I always say, I believe they still hear the voice of God. Yes, I do too. And I think I don't know. I just don't I don't consider non believers like unintelligent or wrong or you know i think every person has the heart of god within them Mm -hmm. and they speak a lot of truth and guess what like non-believers can find truth faster than christians can sometimes (laughs) and we can be blinded by opinions yeah i think i think especially in the topic of race and racism that there are a lot of experiences i feel like the church has been avoiding because we kind of see ourselves as like well We believe in Jesus, and you don't. So we must be right about this. Yeah. Doesn't make you right at all.
1: All
0: all trauma. Yeah. And just because you have a person of color as a friend doesn't mean
1: that you can say certain yeah
0: that they're (laughs) that an entire group of people have not experienced trauma. But, anyways,
1: I digress. We digress a lot yeah. in Emmett's Art Project. <laughs> it's a lot of digression, really. Yes. Please, go and, and It's a it good happen. play, I make promise.
0: It it's beautiful. It's inspiring. But I think we're about winding down. Do you want to share yeah. any contact information that you want people to... Yes.
1: <laughs> um, my email mm-hmm. is ayee8792 at gmail.com. Um. Yeah, I don't have a website yet, but I'm working on it. Uh, and then I'm about to do Henry5 at GCU, and that is live-streamed. So, uh, yeah, when there's a link to that, I'll pass it along to you, and we when can pass it along to them. It performs February 3rd through 7th. The live-stream will only be February 3rd. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like all the women in that show except for Catherine, so. That's so exciting. Yeah, I play four characters. All right.
0: Slash Abby and... <laughs> I mean, the 5th, if you're in the area, can you get tickets if you're
1: in the area? no. You got to watch it online because of COVID, unfortunately. But it's still a nice experience. They film it really well. But, yeah. All right. Well, thanks yeah.
0: so much again for powering through. <laughs> Thank really... you for having me.
1: I yes. loved your cat.
0: Yeah. I. <laughs> Even though he's, like, going to kill you, apparently. Um...
1: <laughs> We're just trucking along. We're getting along. Yeah. It's okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again. Yeah.
1: yeah. Thank you. Thanks
0: for watching, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hey friends. Thanks for tuning in to AZ Christian Theater Artists. Now that you've met this artist, I encourage you to reach out and collaborate with them. You can find their contact information in the description. I'm so excited for what the future holds for this project And in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at azchristiantheaterartists. You can join our Facebook group, which is just getting started, or you can shoot me an email at azchristiantheaterartists at gmail.com. I hope you continue to tune in and be inspired to pursue the arts while also walking in your divine calling. Stay cool and be blessed, AZ.